Welcome to the Lifehouse Message Podcast. Please make sure to follow or subscribe to this so that you can get all the latest messages. We hope that you are inspired, empowered, and encouraged by the message today. Let's enjoy. Hey everyone, Adrian here from Lifehouse Church in Tokyo. Man, it's a joy to share the Word of God with you today. We are in the middle of summer. It is hot outside, uh, but one of the things that I love about summertime is to barbecue. So in South Africa, we call it a braai. A braai is much better than a barbecue because the only vegetables that appear at a braai is chicken. Okay, so that's why I love uh, I, I love a good braai. And I don't mind using gas, okay, for my braai, but I, I really like using wood or charcoal. I just think it gives that extra special taste to the meat. And so the thing is, when you make a, a, a charcoal or a fire braai, you have to, you kind of get the, the coals, every, everything to the right temperature, then you cook the meat, it's amazing, and then you go and eat, and maybe an hour later the coals are still a little bit warmer, you can make some nice marshmallows on there, you can eat some nice marshmallows, which is amazing, but maybe after three hours the coals are really cold, the next day there's like just ash over there, and it's cold, there's no fire left. And unfortunately, I think a lot of people think that this is what marriage is. I think many people's view of marriage is that in the dating time and when you're engaged and the honeymoon, the wedding day, the first year, there's passion, there's fire, there's love, uh, there's great friendship, there's great joy. But over time, all of that goes down, it gets cold, there's no more passion, there's no more love, there's no more excitement in the marriage, there's, uh, the, the friendship dies down, it just becomes cold and boring. And I think this is what people think about marriage, but this is not God's view. This is God, not God's vision of marriage. God created marriage to be a place that grows, a, a, a relationship that grows deeper in love. A relationship that grows deeper in friendship, deeper in joy, deeper in a passion for each other. And that really is God's vision for marriage. And I, uh, 19 years ago, I met the most beautiful woman in the whole world, my now wife, Catherine. And so a friend, um, uh, we had a mutual friend and that friend invited me to church. I came to church for the first time there. Church is an amazing place to meet someone, just letting you know. And so I was invited by this friend and that same friend uh, was uh, had a surprise party uh, for Catherine straight after church. And so she was like, hey, why don't you come to this party? So I gate crashed Catherine's party. It was the, her, the best present she ever got. Um, and so th- I met her when I was 19. That was 19 years ago. So half of my life I've known my amazing wife. And from the moment I met her, I was like, this girl is amazing. And I, I joined that church and we started getting to know each other. And within a few months, I was like, this is the girl for me. I, w- I was like, man, I-, I was in love with her. I was like, I want to marry this girl. She's amazing. Uh, but the worst thing happened one Friday. I heard that another guy had asked Catherine on a date. I was like, no, this like this is not good. And I was like, what do I do? So I I decided, I, like, before she goes on this date, I need to let her know how I feel. So I picked up the phone and I called her. Yes, back in the day, we used to actually phone people. So I phoned her and I was like, hey, um, I just poured out my heart to her and there was silence on the other side of the phone. And she was like, just, uh, just give me a few days and 
she went on the date and by the way she didn't enjoy it so that was good um and, and a few days later we, we had this conversation and she was like man I, I think you're a great person you're a good friend but i really just don't have the same feelings <laughs> crushed my heart and um <laughs> and so i remember uh, she just said I, I see you more as a friend actually more like a brother so i got like not even friend zoned i got brother zoned which is like the worst thing and so but okay, I, I recovered from it I, after a few tears and kind of pulling myself together. But we stayed good friends. We continued to serve on dream teams together. We were part of the same community and church. And two and a half years later, I got a text from her that said, I just wanted to find out, have your feelings for me changed? And I kind of texted her back and I was like, hey, uh, why? Have your feelings changed? And she kind of said yes. And I was the happiest dude. And we started dating. And, uh, for, and four months later, I proposed to her and we got engaged. And three months later, we were married. And it was amazing. And that is 15 years ago. In, in uh, November this year, we are celebrating 15 years of marriage. And let me tell you, marriage is amazing. For over these 15 years, our love has grown, our passion for each other has grown, our friendship has grown, our vision together has grown, and, and, and we have chosen to follow God's ways. We have chosen to follow the ways of Jesus in our marriage, and marriage just gets better, and that is God's plan. I really love being married to my amazing wife, and I just, every year gets better. But here's the thing, have we had fights? Yes, we're both strong individuals with strong opinions we have we have a lot of disagreements and have we had tough seasons yes we have had those but we've learned the ways of Jesus we've learned to forgive we've learned to let go we've learned to say sorry we've learned to ask God to fill us with his love and his grace and empower us for a great marriage and that's why we've really enjoyed such an incredible marriage and so I'm 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 quite a I, I love love stories okay i love uh, i love great love stories but here's the thing most love stories most series or love songs are really focused on on that initial moment when they fall in love it's the it's the korean drama scene where the couple are standing a few meters from each other either it's snowing all this cherry blossoms falling and they they staring at each other in the eyes and it's everything goes Everything is slow motion. All the people around them are blurred, but they're in focus and they're looking at each other. And it's that moment where, where the spark happens. And, and I love it, man. I love those moments. I love seeing young couples falling in love. But, but that's, the, that's the spark that gets the fire going. But I want to talk about today, like, how do we keep the fire going? How do we keep the fire burning? And that's my message title today is Keep the Fire burning so just a quick thing for singles maybe you're single right now and be like i'm not married i'm not in a relationship so what is there in this message for me i want to encourage you to keep leaning in because you can learn some really important things for your future because a lot of single people have a long list of this is the kind of person that i want to marry and doing 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 which is good but just as important if not more important you need to have a list of the kind of person you want to be I think that's so important because we're so focused on who is the person that I want to marry. But actually, we can start preparing ourselves to being someone who's going to be great for somebody else. That's the most important thing. Ask yourself the question, am I somebody that I would like to marry? 
Do I, am I that kind of person? I think it's so important to learn and grow already and prepare yourself for a great marriage. And so I'm going to look at a book in the Bible. Many of you have never even heard of this book. It's called The Song of Songs, right in the middle of the Bible. There's this, there's this, there's this incredible book that is full of passionate poetry between two lovers. If some of it gets a little bit, woo, I can't read it to you today. <laughs> but it, there's, there's a lot of passion. It's really intimate. It's, they, 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 there's a deep and passionate love between these two lovers. And the poetry is right throughout that, that book. There's this poetry between these two lovers. And we're going to look at a few of little excerpts from the, their poems, these, these love songs towards one another. And we're going to learn uh, uh, some four keys about keeping the passion the fire burning in our marriages. Um, so the first thing is keep pursuing purity. Keep your eyes. Keep your eyes on that one person. So I'm going to use eyes, ears, nose, and mouth today. So the first thing is eyes. Keep your eyes focused on that one person. So the first uh, excerpt, the first poem I want to read is out of Song of Songs 2, verse 2 to 3. So first the man speaks. He says, like a lily, amongst thistles is my darling amongst young women and then next the lady speaks he says like the finest apple tree in the orchard is my lover amongst other young men and so both of the the husband and the wife they say there's there's a lot of people there's a big community but out of all the young women this beautiful my wife stands out amongst all the other women or the woman says out of all the young men my my husband he stands out as uh, as uh, uh, the most amazing handsome strong man amongst all the others so they had eyes for each other they they had they they didn't look at anybody else their eyes were focused on each other and so here's the thing purity is not just a commitment for single people okay as a single person it is such an important part of pursuing and following Jesus is committing to purity and and Catherine and I when we started dating we were committed to purity we knew that sex is a gift from God for marriage and so we were committed to that and, and I'm so glad that we were committed to that and we're seeing the blessing of God in our marriage because of that commitment but the, it's not like miraculously the moment we said I do and we got married all temptations disappeared and I was never tempted to in in this journey but actually even as a married person we are committed to purity you are committed to a pure relationship with one person we we commit our uh, our eyes are focused on that one person there's we commit our body to that one person we commit our emotions to that one person we commit our minds to that one person so there's these temptations of of looking at other people or having um, an emotional relationship with a someone of the opposite sex um, that isn't your spouse or pornography there's all these things that can that can uh, that we can take of our eyes off the one person that God has called us to love and even in Hebrews 13 verse 4 it says marriage should be honored by everyone and every marriage should be kept pure between a husband and a wife and God will judge guilty those who have committed sexual sins and adultery so purity in marriage is such an important part of keeping that fire and honoring Jesus in it and so here's the thing is um, we have put our restraints we have chosen to only commit to each other my wife and I, and, and that's a restraint we've put on ourselves. 
and it's something we've learned from Jesus, something we've learned from the Bible. But here's the thing is that um, the, the message out there in the world is like, don't put those restraints on you. You're going you're gonna to limit yourself. But the opposite is actually true. The opposite is actually true is when you put those restraints on yourself and you choose to stay pure and commit to loving one person, commit your body, your mind, and your soul to that one person, you will be liberated and experience the full, passionate uh, intimate sexual life that God has created for married couples when you choose to love that one person you find and experience what God has designed sex to be it's between a husband and a wife in a committed relationship and that's the joy and the freedom of this and so I want to encourage single people commit to purity and it's it's a, it's a you're saying no to something but you're saying a bigger yes it's like a little no in, in light of the big yes of the future that God has for you, commit to purity. And I just want to also come and say, if you, if you are single, if you are a married couple and you haven't committed to purity, if, you have, if you've fallen in this area, I want to invite you and say, there's no shame. There's no guilt. Jesus can forgive you. Jesus, come to Jesus. Bring it out into the light. Bring, bring that, that, that moment where you fell, uh, where you where you didn't pursue purity bring that out into the light bring it to jesus and and he will forgive you he will restore you he will make you new we don't have to live with the weight and the shame of that bring it out and let it bring it out before jesus let his light shine on it and you will find great freedom so the first thing is keep your eyes pure keep your eyes focused on the next on that one person the next i want to talk about our ears so keep pursuing that person. Keep pursuing your spouse with open ears. Keep learning. If you read the Song of Songs, there's so much language about pursuit. And they, 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 they desire the, the, their spouse. They're looking for them. They're searching them out. And I love this um, Song of Songs 3 verse 2 to 4. This is the, the wife speaking. I'll get up now. I will go around the city, in the streets, in the squares. I will look for the man I love. I looked for him, but I could not find him. The gods patrolling the city found me. And I asked them, have you seen the man I love? I had just left the gods when I found the man I love. And I held him and I would not let him go. It's this, this drama. She's like looking for her man. She finds him. She's been pursuing him. And when she finds him, she holds on to him and says, I will not let you go. And, and so pursuing the person that you love, pursuing your spouse is something that you need to continue to do. I remember when I first, uh, I, when I first became interested in Catherine, I, I, was, I, was, I wanted to be wherever she was. I wanted to go to the parties that she was at. I wanted to be at the lunch table where she was sitting. I wanted, if any other guy came to speak to her, I would join the conversation to make sure this dude is not hitting on my girl. Um, so I was pursuing her, man. I was, like, I was like a warrior with fire in my eyes. I'm going to win this girl. But the thing is, when you get married, it's not like, okay, I'm just, oh, I've won the girl. I don't have to put any more effort in. No, that's unfortunately what a lot of dudes do. They, they've won the girl and they get married and they stop putting any effort in. We have to keep romancing our spouse, keep pursuing them. And, and here's the thing, keep your ears open, get to know them, get to learn about your spouse, get to, what do they love? 
How can you honor them? How can you serve them? How can you show them love? There's this great thing called the five love languages. It's acts of service, quality time, receiving gifts, words of affirmation and physical touch. And every one of us has one of these or a few of these that that really connect with us. And so with your spouse, get to know about them. Get to learn about your spouse and learn what they love. Keep your ears open and keep pursuing them. And so single people, I want to encourage you, start pursuing. <laughs> if there's someone you're interested in, go and ask them for coffee. Like here's the thing is like if you want to, uh, relationships take, uh, you need, it needs courage. You need to step out and take that risk if you need to, if you want to meet somebody. So step out. And so the third thing I want to talk about is keep protecting your love. I want to talk about the nose. Sniff out any trouble. Okay. So you need to sniff out any trouble. So I remember I used to love going camping and sometimes hyenas would come into the camp. And the thing is you'd be sleeping, but you could smell them when they walk past you. They, when they stink. And so you could smell danger immediately. And I think it's so important to continue to protect your marriage. And in the Song of Songs, there, um, this, this, uh, this couple's love, their, their marriage, their relationship is described as a vineyard. And a vineyard is where you grow grapes and, and that's where you produce wine. It speaks of joy. It speaks of passion. So that was their relationship. And then in Song of Songs 2 verse 15, it says, catch the foxes for us, the little foxes that spoil the vineyard. Our vineyard is now in bloom. And so what this is saying is that the woman is saying to the man, catch those foxes. If there's anything that is kind, trying to come into our relationship to steal our passion, to steal our love, to steal our joy, catch those foxes, deal with them. Okay, we need to be those who protect our marriage because there will be things that are going to come in. There are things that are going to come into your marriage to, or into your relationship to try and steal that love, to steal that passion. And we need to deal with them quickly. We need to be vigilant. We need to be protectors of our marriages. Those with fire in our eyes and say, I will not let any fox come into my marriage. I will deal with these things and, 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 and get rid of them quickly. So what could be some of these foxes? I think selfishness, self-centeredness, thinking about yourself rather than your spouse. Sometimes we get a new hobby and we get so fixated with that hobby or, or video games or whatever it may be. We can become so fixated on that that we that thing becomes a little fox in our relationship and we neglect our marriage. We neglect quality time with our spouses because we're so drawn to our own pursuits. But actually we need to recognize those things, cut them off and make some good decisions it could be bitterness or resentment because hey in marriage we have we have conflict there's it's a part of a relationship but the thing is you have to deal quickly clean heart let go my wife and I have made a commitment that we will never go to bed with unresolved issues if we've had a fight if we've had an argument we will we will work it out until we will not go to bed until we've worked it out until we can get to a place where we both say i'm sorry we can give each other a kiss and a hug and there's peace in our hearts okay but that's the thing is we will not let that fox get into our marriage because it is going to ruin the vineyard the place of, of of passion and joy and so we have to deal with these things we have to let go let go of resentment let go of bitterness let go of unforgiveness another fox could be um, your marriage is all work and no play because 
the thing is, as you grow as a married couple, you get more responsibility, more bills, more mortgage, more kids. There's a lot of responsibilities and you, your marriage can become so focused on paying the bills and raising the kids and those are all good things. But you also need to remember to have time to have fun together, go on date nights and or whatever you may be, whatever your season is, remember to have fun together. Remember to, to just enjoy each other and just build that friendship between you and your wife. And so, and the thing is, yeah, we all know these things instinctively. So I want to encourage you, if you're a married couple, and right now the Holy Spirit will speak to you about a little fox in your marriage, a little thing that you need to deal with. I want to encourage you right now with courage in your heart. Make a commitment to deal with that fox. Get that fox out of your marriage because what you have is a precious vineyard. It's a beautiful thing that is created for passion. It's created for joy. That's what God has created marriage for. But these little foxes can come in and we need to, be, we need to deal with them quickly. And even for single people, I want to encourage you to learn now to serve others learn now to be selfless because the moment i got married i realized how selfish i was i realized how self-centered i was and i had to learn to to serve i had to learn to put my wife first and as a single person start serving others start looking for opportunities to serve others and my fourth thing i want to share today last thing is um, with our mouth, speak good words. Remember, eyes of purity, ears, keep listening and learning. No, sniff out the danger. And number four is speak words of life with your mouth. And this one in Song of Songs 4, verse 4 to 6, this is the man speaking about his wife. He says, my darling, you are as beautiful as Terza. I don't know what that is. As pleasant as Jerusalem, as awesome as the stars in the skies. Don't look at me. Your eyes excite me too much. Your hair is long and flowing like little goats dancing down the slopes of Mount Gilead. Okay, that's where you lost me. Okay, every, this was, remember, this is poetry from thousands of years ago. May, maybe that was a good thing. But if I said to my wife, your hair is like a flock of goats, it wouldn't work. So you need to know how to speak to your wife. But he says, your teeth are white like ewes. Uh, just coming from their bath they all give birth to twins not one of them has lost a baby and so this couple speaks passionately they speak affectionately over each other i want to encourage you keep speaking life keep speaking encouragement keep saying i love you keep saying thank you keep saying words of life keep speaking god's word keep speaking god's purpose over your spouse keep kind words to each other because I, the thing is like when times are tough and there's pressure we can speak harsh words and those are painful but actually we need to be committed to speaking good words and so even as a single person i want to encourage you start being an encourager Learn the power of encouragement. Learn to use your words to build others up because marriage is so, speaking good words in marriage is such an important part. And so those are four things that I really feel like if we, if we commit our eyes to, to purity and looking at that one person, we, we, we keep our ears open. We keep learning about our spouse and learning what they love and serving them in the way that they want to be served. If we keep sniffing out the trouble and dealing with those little foxes and if we keep speaking words of life, we will see the fire in our marriages continue to burn. And I've enjoyed just an incredible marriage of 15 years. I've seen so many other couples who have followed these ways followed the ways of Jesus and have honored the ways of Jesus and have incredible marriages even after 30 40 50 even 60 years these couples that are so in love because 
they have been filled with God's love. But yes, I just want to finish with this final point is that I could not do it without Jesus. Catherine and I have chosen to put Jesus at the center of our marriage. And I honestly, I've, I've made many mistakes. I've spoken harshly to my wife. I've, I've done things that I am ashamed of in terms of the way I spoke to her. And, and, and really, I, I, I'm so glad that, that Jesus has, has forgiven me, that He's empowered me. And I'm not perfect and neither is my wife. I think she's perfect. But, but none of us are perfect. But with Jesus... We can, we can really grow in love. And I love this scripture, 1 John 4 verse 19. It says, we love because He first loved us. And that's just the foundation of great, a great marriage. Just understand that you are loved by Jesus. Understand that you are forgiven. That you are a new creation. That it's God's love that fills me. God's love fills me. And then because I'm so full of God's love, God's love can flow out of me. And so we are changed by the love of Jesus. And so I'd love to pray for you today. I want to pray for married couples right now. I want to pray just for fresh fire, fresh love, fresh passion in your marriage. But I also want to pray for each of you. And as I mentioned about those little foxes, I trust that right now the Holy Spirit, if you're a married couple, will speak to you about something maybe in your marriage that you need to deal with. A little fox that is robbing you of joy, robbing you of quality time, rob, robbing you of passion together. If there's a little fox, I want you to, I want to pray for courage to go and deal with that thing today. For, for you, God to give you wisdom of how to get rid of that little fox so that your vineyard is protected. That place of joy and passion is protected in your marriage. And for single people, I want to pray that God would empower you and give you a fresh vision for a great marriage that He has for you in the future. So let's pray. God, thank you that you have such a good plan for marriage. It's a plan for growth, a growing joy, a growing love, a growing passion, growing purpose. And for every married couple, I ask that you fill them with fresh love, fresh passion. And God, um, empower us as married couples to recognize those little foxes, God, that try and come into our vineyard, that tr try and come into our marriage. To, to rob us of the, the, the joy and the passion that you've created marriage for and give us the courage to deal with those things, the wisdom to deal with those things. And I ask for our amazing single people, bless them with a great vision for a great marriage in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on. I want to pray for one more group of people. And as I mentioned, I couldn't do this without Jesus. Man, I'm so grateful that Jesus is in my life. And, and it's because of Jesus that I am full of His love. It's because of Jesus I don't have to carry guilt because I'm forgiven. It's because of Jesus that I have vision for marriage. His words have, have empowered me. And you know what? You can have that too. If, you, if you've drifted away from God or you've never made a decision to follow Jesus, I'd love to pray for you today. And I want to say that you can experience God's love. He, he wants to forgive you. He wants to lift off all of that shame and that guilt from your life. And He wants to fill you with love. And I want to let you know God loves you so much. So much so that He was willing to die for you on a cross. And he, he want, He's got a great plan and purpose for your life. And so I want to pray for you right now. If you want to make that decision... I would like to pray for you. I'm going to count to three. And wherever you are, I want you to make a decision in your heart to say, I want to believe in you, Jesus. So one, God loves you. Two, He's got a great plan and purpose for your life. Three, right now, make that decision. Say, I want to follow you, Jesus. Awesome. I'd love to pray for you. God, thank you for all of these amazing people. Would you forgive them? Would you fill them with your love? 
and bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for connecting. I hope that you were inspired and encouraged by this message. Hope you have an awesome rest of your week. Thanks for listening today. We hope that God was able to speak to you through the message. If you consider Lifehouse your church home, or if you were blessed by these messages, then why not consider generously supporting us? Simply go to mylifehouse.com give and find the giving way that works best for you. Have a blessed day and we'll catch you all next time.